Hi guys, welcome back to Conversations with Myself. I'm Julieta. I need a breather. I just had an intense day. <laughs> it's Monday, so you're listening to this tomorrow, hopefully. Um, I had a very interesting week last week. <laughs> but let's first start with Rihanna at the Super Bowl. Can we please talk about Rihanna at the Super Bowl, a.k.a. the Rihanna concert, where some people decided to play football and interrupt the concert? <laughs> she looked bomb. First of all, Lueve, if you're listening to this, I really need that jumpsuit. Can you make it happen? Thank you. I loved everything about it. That performance was legendary. First of all, to use it as your pregnancy announcement, glorious. Second of all, to do this while you're pregnant and you're managing to keep all of this secret, glorious. And third, to come back like seven or eight years um, after your hiatus and do this, bomb, amazing, glorious. I remember I watched it on Monday morning. Like I got up and then I went on TikTok and then Diplo posted that he attended the Rihanna baby shower. And I was like, what the fuck? And then I was like, get off social, watch this first. So I watched it and I, I mean, I love her. She is the type of woman that I aspire to be. Unbothered, unapologetically herself just an amazing woman and no shits given no shame no nothing I know we don't know what goes on behind the scenes we only see her for those 13 minutes and then we don't know what happens in her life right but I don't know I just oh she's like icon level you know and I watched it and I love the simplicity of the stage I love that she was in red and then she had the marshmallows, aka the Michelin men, aka her dancers <laughs> with the one. There was one person like doing her own little thing during one of the segments. <laughs> I loved it. Um Yeah. So I don't know. I, I I thought it was amazing. She had one hit after another, the fact that she um has had so many iconic songs that you can't even fit all of them into your set list i mean please reach that level of insanity first but i remember reading the comment section afterwards online on different people's posts and i was so bothered because half of them were like yay and half of them were like uh it was kind of boring. Like Beyonce did it better. J-Lo did it better. Lady Gaga did it better. I'm like, yeah, okay, but none of them were pregnant. Hello? <laughs> you go up on some glass stage, like hanging from the ceiling by a pair of ropes, and you're only attached with a little string to this thing, and you're, I don't know how many months pregnant and the biggest stress of your life and the biggest stage of your life and you do this performance. You go. Let's see how you fare out there. 
I don't know, it's this pitting women against women, which I just, I don't understand. I don't understand why women can't back women. Men back men all the time. Bro code. The fuck? I, <laughs> I'm so bothered with this shit. This idea of like, okay, so your best friend cheats, you're gonna have his back and you're gonna put on the the show and story of a lifetime and you're gonna protect his back at all costs. Yeah, but women throw each other under the bus and it's crazy. Like if, I don't know, I don't know, there's shady women out there. I mean, there's shady men also, but there's shady women out there that will throw their friend under the bus. And I was like, what the fuck? Um, we need to have bro code under, like, between us women where we protect each other at all costs, no matter what, because it's not fair. <laughs> it's not fair. And the other thing that really bothered me is this idea of bigger is better and louder is better and more is more. Because I remember watching the Beyonce halftime show. I remember watching J-Lo. Um, I think it was the night of my birthday. Yeah, February 2nd, 2020. Um, I watched the next morning in London. Um, I mean, she put on the performance of a lifetime as well with Shakira. And Lady Gaga's performance, I remember as well. So I, I've seen all of those. And each of them is incredible. You know, you have the costumes, you have the stages, you have the set list, you have the choreography, like amazing. But let's not forget Beyonce and JLo, their usual performances when they go on tour or they do a concert are very heavy dance routines and um, lots of costume changes. I haven't seen Rihanna perform live. I've seen Beyonce perform live. Um, I've seen Lady Gaga perform live. So I understand the significance of like a performance like that. I haven't seen Rihanna live, but from what I saw clips wise on YouTube and stuff, um, she is genuinely an unbothered person. And I think that's the Caribbean aspect of her. And I love that. I don't think for a show to be amazing um, that you need to have this like intense choreography and bedazzle everyone. I think the voice is the most significant, right? You're going for the songs. You're not going like, I don't know. I don't book tickets to go to a concert to be like, see them hair whipping and and twirling and doing cartwheels on stage I go because of the music because of the artist so I found it a bit like heartbreaking that people were saying like yeah no they preferred all these other shows which okay fair enough but she wasn't doing anything and I'm like yeah but she was pregnant like what do you expect a woman that usually doesn't put on like high um dance performances to first of all change her entire style and then they're like yeah she didn't even do costume changes i'm like who gives a fuck about the costumes i'm sorry like who her her outfit was fire her outfit was fire um 
Yeah, so this idea of more is more and like more entertainment and more bedazzlement, more and just more. I don't know, it speaks to our culture so much of this idea, like we can't, we don't really have an attention span anymore. We see it with um, social media and stories particularly. You have to be able to catch a person's attention within two seconds, otherwise like the content wasn't good enough. Um, you, um, you have to, like, nobody really cares about feed posts anymore, and no one really has the time to look at anything anymore, like, series need to be trashy and entertaining, like, movies need to be entertaining, everything needs to be entertaining, we want to be entertained, we don't want to be bored, and this was, like, almost boredom. Um, which I found tragic because it wasn't. Um, and I don't know, I think we should rethink our strategy of how we're going about certain things and how we're consuming because it's not very sustainable and it, it's kind of like we're not appreciative of anything anymore. It's like, oh, it needs to be faster and better and louder and stronger and more amazing. And no one takes the time to like slow down. And yeah, maybe it just needs to, we need to calm down a bit, you know, and um, be able to look at things for a little longer than a second and not judge and turn the channel and swipe left like next and exit and all of these things um because we want more you know i love that when someone posts a story and it's just one or two slides it's like oh that's it but when an influencer posts from their entire day and you have like all the little bars at the top it's like yay i get to you know i get to be entertained it's like free entertainment um so yeah that's my two cents on rihanna um and then the week so uh monday was very interesting i had my first run-in with my former significant other um i knew it was gonna happen i mean i live in zurich it's a very very small place to be in and yeah it's not London you know even in London I mean I've run into people in the most bizarre places on this planet um that sometimes it's very shocking like I've run into my neighbor in my building in the Copenhagen airport literally I've run into like a um like a a really good friend of mine slash neighbor when I was a child in the airplane from Heathrow to or city city or Heathrow I don't remember uh Heathrow to Zurich like in the plane she passed me she's like hey I'm like what the fuck <laughs> so wild um so yeah I knew it was gonna happen I would have liked a like one or two more months to pass um 
I don't know. I think it would have made a difference, but I'm not entirely sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. These things are very uncomfortable. I don't enjoy them at all. I never enjoy running into people that I've had to part ways with at some point. Um, yeah, it was, it kind of pulled on my heartstrings. I'm not going to lie. Um, it's weird because you've spent or I've spent two plus years with this person. I lived with this person. This person was my best friend. Um, this person at some point was all I had. And to go from that to being strangers is a really weird phenomenon. I don't know where he lives. I don't really know his work situation. I I don't know anything. Um which is weird because I used to think I knew everything. I think I think I knew everything. I don't know. <laughs> um Yeah, we had a uh few exchanges of words. I walked away, I started crying um, for various different reasons and walked home. Um, yeah, I still don't really know how to feel about it. Um, it was a very emotional week. I feel like these things happen because the universe tests you. Because I thought I was good. <laughs> I thought I was healed and I'm doing so well and I'm walking around and I'm filling my life with lots of things and I'm very busy and um, I've got lots going on and all good things. Yeah, the sun is shining. I mean, it's been great weather. Uh, travel plans, like major travel plans and I don't know. I was like, I'm good. I'm good. I love being by myself. I still don't sleep very well, but I'm I'm the only one in my bed. <laughs> so I get to take up all the space that I want to need. Um I'm living by myself, like alone alone. Uh yeah. So I feel like the universe was like, let's see how you really are. Let's see how how well you're doing, really. And I'm still doing well. I realized I made a lot of progress. I reflected a lot. I um, worked on a lot of things. I realized a lot of things which have all been positive. I also realized the damage that um, has been created um through me through the relationship through uh, my former significant other I like using the term significant other I don't know it's just a little more elegant than my ex-boyfriend <laughs> I don't know moving on um 
And yeah, I think the release of emotions is sometimes necessary because I'm very good at pushing things away and pushing things into a box and burying them very deep underground. Um, and to have a reality check because, as I said, I do very well with pushing things away. After a certain time, I'm like, I'm done with this shit. Like, I don't want to deal with it anymore. And then it's like, ta-da. And I'm like, okay, okay. I'm no longer sitting on my kitchen floor crying my eyes out 24-7. But I'm also not not crying. I cry very little compared to last year. But I still cry because every now and then it just hits me. Like things that have been said and done. And um, the beginning phase of the relationship, which was absolutely amazing. Never in my life at that time would I have thought things would go the way they went um so yeah I I reflected on that and I was like how the fuck am I here first of all how the fuck am I 30 and single it hit me I was like oh oh. today I had to say it for the first time at a doctor's appointment and they're like how old are you and I said 30 okay not 29 anymore Still okay, still okay with turning 30. 30 has been amazing so far. But yeah, and just, I'm like, okay, I'm 30, I'm single, I'm by myself. Mm. It's good, but it's also not really what I had imagined. So yeah, I I had the reality check. It was... uh, intense and then I as I said I cried I walked home and I bounced back super quick like within half an hour I was like I'm amazing I'm amazing look at all the work I've done I'm so proud of myself the next day it was Valentine's Day I bought myself flowers I went on a coffee date first time I went back there by myself to my neighborhood coffee spot um since the first week of Jan which is, I talked about this in one of the early episodes where I caught up with a friend of mine, not caught up, but like I must, I reached out to a friend of mine and I was crying and blah, blah, blah. So this was the first time I went back there and I had a really nice time by myself, Um, bought flowers, had a girl's Valentine's dinner with my friends, gorgeous. Wednesday, I had my laser appointment session seven we're almost done yay also amazing Thursday came I woke up I was like I'm not okay (laughs) I'm not okay I can't get out of bed and I'm like okay we're riding with this it's fine it's fine it's one day it's okay I watched movies I slept most of the day I felt nauseous I just didn't feel good Friday nope Mm-mm. it's not happening today's not the day I can't deal with this shit I'm not ready uh crying and I'm like what the fuck but why and I tried to deal with it I was mad at myself I was just mad at a lot of different things and I was like okay it's still okay we're still moving forward we're not regressing um but yeah like 
it's funny how the body just stores feelings and how I'm very good at pushing things away and then they come back full circle and it's just a wild roller coaster to be on so yeah that was that um it's been it's been a intense week but it's okay we're we're okay things are moving it's all good today I wanted to talk about birth control because this episode has been requested. (laughs) I had it on my list of topics that I wanted to cover for this year. So I knew this was going to come eventually, but it's been highly requested. Um, And thankfully, I have a lot to say about this. So let's strap in. Literally. Oh, God. Just not a visual. Um, Birth control. So. I've used the pill and I've had a copper IUD. Worst decision of my life, by the way. I can't recommend it. The pill, I've used three different versions, versions. I've used three different brands of pills. I've had Yasmin, which was the first one. Horrible. I've had Yaz, I did okay on that, and I had Valets, which I did well on, kind of. Yes, yes, I did well on. And I think I've taken the pill over the course of like eight years-ish. I started at the age of 17, 18, I think. I was very young. I, at this point I mean it's uh, at the time it was recommended to me that I have my first visit at the gynecologist and um, start taking the pill in case I didn't have a boyfriend at the time like there was no one in my peripheral vision even so it really wasn't of concern and I think I should have waited a little longer um yeah because it was just unnecessary to stuff my body with hormones at that age um yeah it made me gain quite a lot of weight as well i have to say the first pill i went off of it And I didn't know like that you can't really quit cold turkey. I mean, you can, but you have to expect like certain things will happen. And because I was so early with taking it and then I went off of it at like 19-ish, 20. And then I had to get back on it at 22 because I was turning anemic because I had way, way too much loss of blood. Um... Yeah, my body went into shock mode. Like, we were all quite... First of all, I looked awful, like, from a physical appearance. Like, I looked sick. And when the test results came back from my blood work, um, it showed that I had such severe anemia. Like, I should have gotten an iron transfusion, but my doctor was like, no, here are some supplements. 
which then I was allergic to because they had some coloring in them, like dye. Yeah, I don't know why people put things in in pills that are so unnecessary. Um, And then she told me, yeah, the only option is to get back on the pill. And I was like, I really don't want to, but I guess I kind of have to. And she prescribed Valette to me. Um, So Yasmin and Yaz. um, I did early on, like around 17, 18, 19, 20-ish. And Valette I took from like 22 onwards. I took it for about three, four, five years-ish. And I have to say my body recovered. Like I don't have anemia anymore. I have the tendency to slip back into it. Um, I supplement with iron and B12. So I'm okay for now. Uh, every now and then I go for a checkup to see how everything's going. Um, but I'm kind of out of the woods with this. <sighs> Valette's like the experience on that pill was okay-ish okay-ish in the sense of it did what it needed to do for me um, to be healthier and um, for my body to be able to regulate itself obviously my skin got better I never had problems with my skin I have to say that from the get-go I never had acne I never had like severe breakouts, none of this. Um, my skin has kind of always been good to really good. Um, obviously, when you take um, hormones, you barely have any breakouts. So I don't even, I never even had zits. Like I barely wore makeup for those years. And um, it helped. I don't know if it caused it. I had very dry skin on my scalp to the point where it felt like it was on fire. It was burning and itching and it was really awful. It's not dandruff um, and it's not psoriasis, which a dermatologist was like, you have psoriasis on your scalp. And I'm like, what the fuck? Gave me these awful shampoos. Horrible. When I went on the pill, I never had this issue. So I think there's like a hormonal relation to this. Because I remember when I came off of the pill again at like 27, 28, um, the issue came back like full speed ahead. Now there's shampoos on the market from Head and Shoulders that work really, really well. My issue is no longer an issue. I'm okay. I also think my hormones regulated themselves after two years of being off of um, hormonal treatments, um, aka the pill, that um, everything is back in working order. Um, so yeah, I didn't have that situation to deal with. I n- didn't really have, except for that first time where I took Yasmin, um, never really had a thing with like weight gain weight loss water retention all of this like this wasn't really a thing for me didn't really have migraines 
I know the pill can cause migraines and auras. Um, I, by the end of taking the pill, I felt like very numb. I didn't really have like emotions, if that makes sense. Like obviously, yes, I cried and if things were sad, I felt sad. If things were exciting, I felt excited. But in general, there was always kind of like a fog. I don't know how else to describe it. And I just, after a while, I was like, I'm done with this shit. Like, I'm done ingesting things and altering my chemistry in order to avoid pregnancies. Because I also wasn't in serious relationships. Um, Like, I was dating, yes, but nothing serious. Um, And actually, I went off the pill right before, like a week before I met my former significant other. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So great start to the relationship when you're coming off of hormones and then you first have to figure out who you are and what your body is like and what it's doing. And yeah, it's, it's a wild ride, let me tell you. But you can't really pick the timing of these things. Um... Would I do it again if I had to really choose a birth control? I think I would opt for a pill again, but one without hormones slash like the least amount of it. I still wouldn't want to if I had to. But I also think there aren't any options in the, on the market right now that are proper, that are like yes, we love this for us, no. Um, I was always against getting an IUD. Why? Because I never had this uh, positive feeling towards a foreign object being placed inside of my body. Um, it kind of icked me out. So... That never really was an option for me. I had a friend who got a... Got the Mirena IUD. So that's with hormones. Um, It's pure plastic. And she... I mean, she was a special case in itself as a person. But um, it was apparently really bad. And after six months, she took it out. And then she had, like, her skin wreaked havoc... Um, she had a whole bunch of issues and I mean, it makes sense cause you're, you're coming off of hormones. Then again, she also took the pill shortly before it and never really had a break of or like no hormones until she got rid of the copper IUD and then her body just kind of went berserk. The copper IUD doesn't have hormones, which is why I opted for it. Um, Why did I opt for it? Because I wanted to have control over my situation. Um, When you're in a relationship and you don't really plan on having children and you're not using birth control, I felt very irresponsible and I wanted to have that control back over my body. I never had a fear when I was, when I had the IUD that something could happen because it's a very high rate of success. Um, 
that nothing can happen. So I never had like this fear. My former significant other, I think, had underlying fear. I don't know why, but I never really asked either. Um, it was horrible. So first of all, the options that are non-hormonal are the copper IUD um, and the copper thread. There was a copper pearl, but they were like, it's the most useless thing on fucking earth. It's basically like, um, like a little ball with copper pearls on it and they place it, but it can slip out. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, the copper thread they sew to your womb, uterus uterus they sew to your uterus glad i know my um anatomy and the cover iud they kind of shove up there (laughs) for lack of better words so yeah um yeah i mean if i didn't want to take hormones those were my only two options i was like can we do the thread and she was like honestly to get that like sewn to your uterus lining she wouldn't suggest it she would opt for the coil and I was like okay and she had like a whole little box with all of them in there to be able to look at them like all the devices I was okay let's do this so last year after having been off of any form of birth control for a year exactly a year I made an appointment, I went, it was awful. Um, um, Yeah, it does hurt. I mean, it hurts. The appointment hurts, but it's quick. What really hurts is the aftermath. So I went home and I was in bed crying. I was in so much pain like the worst cramps of my life and they just wouldn't stop and I was taking ibuprofen like it was fucking candy and this pain didn't really go away for a month um like it got so bad that I had to sit down like I couldn't even talk because the pain was so bad I had to keep taking ibuprofen for the course of a month uh but you know you pay like I paid almost 400 swiss francs and you can keep it for five years i unfortunately took it out after six months um or seven months yeah so yeah i don't know is it worth it in the long run maybe i don't know but my body just rejected it and it was the worst seven months of my life i mean the pain was crazy my and I knew this going into it because I was predestined for quite heavy periods and I've had quite very heavy periods in the past um this was something I was afraid of that they would get really bad again um they warned me and it got really 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 bad um which was a huge factor for me to remove it because I wasn't able to function I mean first of all 
when my body regulated itself again my cycle my actual period would last from like three to four days and quite light like maybe there's one day where it's a bit more intense the rest is super easy um i remember when i was anemic and before i went back on the pill i had the worst time of my life um when i had my period there was nothing that i could do activity wise um i would have to change tampons like every hour or two hours even in the night um i had to use like pads and tampons because there was no way that i was gonna make it through the night without like blood being everywhere in the morning maybe this is tmi but you know for all my girls out there you want the reality so here it is (laughs) um so yeah and this happened again where i have to double up on um things to use and my period would then last for like 10 days the cramping was so bad i had horrible headaches like all these symptoms my skin went a bit nuts and i was like okay great um there were like two months in between that were okay um but i kept having this like awful stabbing pain in my lower abdomen on the sides like left and right kind of where your ovaries sit and i was like what the fuck maybe and then i had like horrible dreams that i had ovarian cancer i'm like brilliant i had a checkup there's nothing i'm okay but just like this constant like stabbing pain I was like, I can't live like this. So I scheduled an appointment to check my iron levels because I was worried that I was turning anemic because I had meat cravings again. The last time I was anemic, all I wanted was meat 24-7. Meat for breakfast, for lunch, for dinner. I was super fatigued. I would have to nap like in the middle of the day but then couldn't sleep at night. All these symptoms. I was like, I can't be, this can't be it blood work came back all good then i researched and it said maybe you have copper toxicity because this can happen because we didn't test if i'm allergic to copper before placing the iud um and i was reading because it said like depression um weight fluctuations um insomnia slash fatigue so i was like oh maybe i'm copper toxic and then my doctor said you know like your body might just be rejecting the iud and i sat there and i was like i think it is she's like you have two options either you keep going or you take it out and i'm like i need to take this shit out so we scheduled an appointment to take it out is like the easiest thing on planet earth you lie there and you have to cough and it's out that's it there's no pain there's no cramping there's nothing and then it feels like you've regained complete control over your body none of these symptoms were happening anymore 
like even now, like it's my second cycle post removal bliss bliss we're back to three days we're back to like very minimal bleeding um yeah no nothing that's it super simple i don't need like to stuff my body with ibuprofen and hot water bottles love it um she showed me the device post removal and it was completely corroded. I mean, apparently this happens to the copper coil when it's in your body. It looked disgusting. I was like, thank God this shit is out of my body. This is wild. So I personally would never, ever, ever get it again. I also would not get the little... um, What's it called? The little stick... <laughs> Um, that you they place underneath your skin in your arm uh no we're not slicing anything open to place a foreign object into my body again not happening so yeah i mean what else is there the ring i've never tried the ring but again it's like i don't know it's like in there you know <laughs> i don't want anything in there that's like plastic yeah so the only thing that's left is condoms so this is my little adventure story of birth control i have some thoughts and feelings towards birth control in general first of all i find it very funny that they do research with men uh, male birth control like pills that they take um and they complain because of the side effects, so they stopped the research from continuing because they're like, oh no, the side effects are too great. We can't do this to men. I'm like, great. So we suffer every month regardless of what we do or not do. And then we're supposed to protect ourselves because the men can't seem to be responsible enough to protect for the both of us. And then we have to suffer the consequences of whatever birth control we're using. But oh, God forbid, they get a little bit of pimples and they have mood swings and they feel bloated. And I don't know what the side effects are for male birth control, but apparently they're so severe that they're unable to use them. Bitch, toughen up. Like, we can't be doing all the work. We're not the ones having periods every month. And when we decide to have children, have to carry that child, suffer consequences, right? If you have a miscarriage, it's on us. Like, it's our body that it happens to. It's our trauma that we have to carry. Um, If there's a complication with the birth, that's our trauma. I mean, birth in general is a trauma, can we talk about that? Birth in general, like pushing a body out of your body, literally is traumatic. That shit isn't like eating a piece of cake and having a bad reaction. Two days later, you're all good. No. The changes that our body has to go through will end up with menopause. 
great love that um all these complications that we may or may not experience over the course of our lifetime regarding our female reproductive health and oh no a pill that causes you know you to get some zits is detrimental to your health sure um i read an article the other day that just came out like a week ago or something that they were testing a drug on mice and um the effect was that the male mouse was infertile for 30 minutes and then the effects wore completely off after two hours um which i find interesting as well i don't know how that's supposed to work and version like a pill version that you take it like before you have sex and then and then the effects were off. I don't know. Also, what if you have sex for more than 30 minutes? Also, what are you supposed to take this? Like, how fast is this? Like, you can't be, like, mid-foreplay and be like, Ooh, ooh. <laughs> I need to take my pill. <laughs> I don't know. It's not like, this is very bizarre. I don't know. We're in 2023 and we don't have proper options except for a fucking condom. Which I'm sure no one loves. Let's be real. No one loves this thing. First of all, you can be allergic to latex. And then you need to use some like vegan crap. Great. Also, it's like it's it feels weird and it looks weird. And I don't know why. Uh, yeah. <laughs> also, I never really understood why you need to make scented ones and colored ones. I'm sure it's also not great for the environment, like all that plastic. But like, why the flavors? <laughs> like, ooh, banana flavored condoms. Like, but why? Why? I don't know. These are all questions that I ask myself sometimes. I wish I had a guy sitting across from me where I can have this conversation with him because, um,. I would love to have some opinions from that side of the human species. All I know is I find it abhorrent that women have to be the responsible ones. Women have to suffer these consequences, like, regardless. And then the thing is, like, also, okay, you have unprotected sex. You choose not to use birth control or you used a condom and it rips you know accidents happen you as the woman then have to go to the pharmacy to ask for the morning after pill which is in it's it's a horrible situation to be in in the first place i've had to do this twice three times three times um and the first time that i had to do this was so awful the woman was like you're irresponsible she basically called me a piece of shit and they have to watch you take the pill or at least that first time that i did it they she watched me take it and then she's like also this is probably not gonna work anyway i'm like what the fuck is your problem she's like you're probably already pregnant and i'm like okay love that so 
you have an accident, God knows what happened. You as the woman then have to go and fix the mess, right? The guy doesn't need to do shit because he has no consequences whatsoever. Um, you then wreak havoc on your body by ingesting a shit ton of hormones to kill it. Um, great, great, great. So there's no winning for women in this scenario at all. Um, I would love, at least for the generation that comes after us, so, um, and all future generations that come after us, to have good options that do not change the chemistry of your body. Because let me tell you, when you come off of any kind of hormone, your body may or may not adapt and you may or may not need help with hormone treatment (laughs) literally to get your body into a cycle again where it can manage itself i find that horrible like there there is no once you go into this tunnel there's almost no way of coming out and I would just love like if I have a daughter one day who knows I would love to be able to sit her down and be like listen you're coming to this age where you might have where you might start to have sex and we need to talk about your options so you are protected it's about your body it's like don't rely on the guy this always reminds me of the episode where ross and joey um joey freaks out because the condom isn't 100 percent safe and he calls the company and like freaks out but it's true it's just not 100 percent you don't know like you might be that one off chance that this happens to and then what so i don't know i would just like for my um fictional child to have the option to be like okay we have this this and this this speaks most to me i want to protect myself in some way shape or form doesn't alter my chemistry um doesn't have like these horrible side effects and should i choose to stop taking it will also not have this like crazy outburst of all these issues and side effects where it brings on more insecurity and it takes like a year or two years to like recover from that so yeah that's my stance on birth control and what i think about it and how i feel towards it I mean, hormonal imbalances are the leading cause of infertility in women. So I can't speak about PCOS, which is polycystic ovary syndrome. I don't have endometriosis either um, that I could speak about. Um, But disorders like PCOS and anovulation can be the result of a hormone imbalance in women. Um, 
Men may also experience hormonal disorders that affect their fertility, such as low testosterone levels. But yeah, I mean, altering your hormone levels has an effect. And um, yeah, again, like, that's another thing. When you have things like PCOS and endometriosis, mm, as a woman, that affects having children and it may lead you not to have children. Um, that's another trauma that we have to cope with. Like women, even whether you have um, a disorder or not, you don't know if you're able to have children. I mean, there's things you can test and see, but not every woman is able to just because she's born with female reproductive system and the technical ability to have kids and be outfitted for having kids um, doesn't mean that she can and that's also heartbreaking that's also something on women that I don't know if men understand this or not because they don't have to deal with it with their body, right? It's their partner that has this problem. Um, yeah. I also would love for any male listener and all my male friends, um, hopefully, I mean, I know you do because otherwise we wouldn't be friends, have empathy and sympathy towards your girlfriends and female friends who in general but also in this case that this is not something women should deal with alone this also includes the help of men and our partners and our friends to be able to understand how our female reproductive health works and why we're all really frustrated and to not be forcing anyone into doing anything that they're not really inclined to do or tempted to do like if you have a girlfriend and she doesn't want to take the pill and she doesn't really want to insert any kind of device to not be like well you should because we need to protect ourselves Yes, we do, but it shouldn't be on the woman to take care of this issue. It takes two people. That there is not really an option with men, like all you have is a condom and a vasectomy. Yeah, I understand that you don't want to get snipped because you may or may not be able to reverse that. But at the same time, like you, men can't put the pressure on women all the time to take care of this issue just so you can have sex without a condom. Basically, that's what I'm saying. Um, We all know it feels better, but it shouldn't be on women to have to take care of this so you can feel great about yourself and enjoy sex more. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and to just be part of the conversation um, and draw awareness to it and try to understand where we're coming from and show some empathy and... Um, especially as we get to this age where 
your friends or your girlfriend or you decide to have children um, or your siblings, you know, if you have sisters and they want to have kids and their journey through that and it may not be easy, but, you know, just be supportive. Don't be like, oh, well, you should have done this or you should have done that and why don't you do this and why don't you do that? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, this is a a place where you should be part of the conversation. Yes, you can have your opinions, but educate yourselves. There's more to it than just like, oh, but it's just a pill. Yeah, but it's not just a pill. And it's not just an IUD. You don't know what it feels like to have your period in the first place. I love that there is now a bit more awareness where there's these devices you can attach to your abdomen and you can increase the levels so men understand what it feels like for a woman to have cramps um and i'm seeing these videos come on like a whole lot more i love that or to understand what childbirth feels like what a contraction feels like but um just because you don't have to go through it doesn't mean it doesn't hurt you know what i mean so i don't know I just wish for greater understanding and you don't need to be super interested or invested in this topic, but just to be able to understand what happens with our bodies. When we have mood swings, PMS, yes, it's annoying. It's annoying for us too, but instead of yelling at us and telling us, calm the fuck down, Maybe you first want to understand what actually happens in our body that like creates these outbursts of emotions. Um, yeah, so I think that's it for today. <laughs> I wish you a beautiful rest of the week. Um, if you have any questions or you want to share anything... Um, please message me at conversationsxmyself at gmail.com or hop into my DMs. Always appreciate it. And um, yeah, please rate and review the show. Share it with your friends. Share it with your girlfriends. Um, yeah, and I hope this was helpful in some shape, in some way, shape or form. <laughs> okay, I'm off. Love you all. Loved hanging out with you. Uh, see you next Tuesday. Bye.